Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Matcha Diaries. Before we dive into this chatty advice episode, which is all about relationships and love and we had so much fun recording this a little while ago and we had originally planned on releasing this episode last week, but in light of everything that happened and is still going on in the Ukraine at the moment, we felt like it wasn't quite the right time and instead just wanted to take the last few days to educate ourselves more about what's going on, find resources we can share and most importantly have conversations with people that are affected in our real life and online. We are clearly (laughs) releasing this episode now but with a big caveat that please only listen if you maybe are in need of a positive distraction right now or you're in the right headspace, or obviously if you sent some advice questions in yourself. To our Ukrainian listeners, we can't even begin to imagine what your life right now looks like, and our heart really is breaking for you. And we really want to do everything in our power to help. We really hope from the bottom of our hearts that peace returns again and you and your country can emerge even stronger from this and I mean it when I say that our thoughts and our prayers are with you and if you ever want to reach out to us about anything at all please message us on Instagram or alternatively if you know of any resources, posts, links, donation places that we should share on our Instagram, definitely let us know. We feel like that's exactly what our platform kind of is for at this point. So yeah, we felt like it just wouldn't be right for us to upload this episode without acknowledging what is going on in Europe at this point in time. And wherever you might be right now, whatever you might be feeling, we are sending you so much love feel like the world has a very heavy heart at the moment and we obviously hope you enjoy this episode so let's get into it welcome to this episode I'm very excited for this episode. I think we both are. We always, we. I feel like we're excited for every single episode that we do. <laughs> we always, I'm getting flashbacks to like every single other episode. We're like, okay, so, so we're really excited, excited for, for today. <laughs> no, but actually though, we are excited. Especially excited for this one. Yeah, all honest truth. Because it's, we know that our Instagram friends sent us actual questions that they want advice on. So we feel like we're actually, we know what we're contributing to and who we're contributing to exactly so if you guys don't follow us on instagram you might be a bit lost as to like what this episode is about although i'm sure the title will give it away yeah um but basically we asked on instagram a couple weeks ago like oh would you guys be interested in us doing like a kind of advice type you know big sister type episode i don't even know if big sister because you know i don't know if we're necessarily older than you guys but (laughs) you know what i mean and I think the vast, vast majority was very excited about this idea, which made us very happy because I love listening to these types of episodes. Like, I always find it so interesting to hear what, like, other people, you know, scenarios are that they want advice on and 
I just I find it very and also obviously for us it's great because then we have like concrete things that we know you guys actually want us to talk about yeah exactly also I feel like all these all these questions are quite relatable as well so I think you don't yeah you don't need to be going through these things to actually relate to them but yeah we're really excited for it it's worth mentioning that we got quite a lot of like different questions on advice for like different topics so because they were too many to kind of just like condense into one episode and we do want to I don't know give give them all credit and like the time that they deserve instead yeah. of like squishing it all into one episode and then or like leaving out some or then it just being like two minutes spent per person. we thought it would be nice to kind of divide it into topics so we're likely going to divide it into kind of four different advice mm-hmm. style episodes which we might not release like all after each other we're kind of gonna see yeah how we're gonna space it out car do you want to say what our topics are gonna be of course so this episode is all going to be about relationship and love and all those types of questions and then we have a whole topic on mental health so we received quite a few mental health questions or mental health related questions but we kind of themed them into this one and then we also have questions focused on career and education and like all those questions when it comes to school, jobs, post-graduation anxiety, all those kinds of questions. And then we also have a kind of self-development, self-growth topic. They're all quite good. We received quite good questions as well. So, um, Yeah. Thank you so much for everyone who sent anything in. It makes us so happy. Yeah, it really does. But I feel like we say this all the time, <laughs> but it's kind of great. Like we were talking about this even just a year or a couple of months ago when we would put things on our stories of like asking for questions or input for episodes you know there was a time where we'd maybe get like two to five responses and like one or two of them maybe half of them would be like our friends and it's hard to stay motivated to post things like that when you know people don't really react to them but people love them now and we do get quite a lot of responses and it's just nice to see that people are actually wanting to talk to us even if it's through a snapchat uh, snapchat oh not snapchat instagram story <laughs> <laughs> i have that thing now where i had this today where i genuinely feel a bit like disconnected from a community of like i have this need to post on instagram because i want to talk to people or like i want to post things in the question box to, like see what the general gist is of like how people are feeling and things like this it's really strange i've become a bit like addicted to the communication now almost yeah like I really like the feeling but it's all healthy communication I don't think you know it doesn't at the end of the day it doesn't feel like you've lost something if anything you've just like gained new perspectives of what other people are going through and it's just it's nice yeah exactly I think we're very lucky in the sense that our audience isn't because I think if you have a very big audience and it can very often like get toxic and like you get mean people or like people that are jealous or hating on you and yeah we're lucky in the sense that we're still small enough that like we don't have any mean people bombarding us fingers crossed that it stays that that. way as long as possible yes okay shall we stop rambling aka shall i stop rambling (laughs) yeah car do you want to go into your highs and lows of the week sure so let me start with my highs my high my highs of this week have been okay and we've just spoken about this about how like everyone hates valentine's day but it is my high because i ended up having such a cute day with them um and we literally just went for dinner it wasn't it wasn't too commercialized it wasn't anything crazy we just got a chance to 
do something different on a Monday night. It switched things up. We went out for dinner. Yeah. We got dressed before, which was fun. Um, and That's good that you didn't leave the house naked. <laughs> Sorry, I got dressed up before. <laughs> I made a bit of an effort. Um, and yeah, it was just really nice getting to just spend some time with him. That was special. Um, and then my low of this week has been... Oh, surprise, surprise, Kara has mouth ulcers again. Oh my god, who would have thought? Um, but it's been so painful, basically. And I've I've been, like, drugging up right now with my, like, numbing thing just so I could get through this episode. So, love that for me. Um, but hopefully it'll be get... Uh, hopefully it will get better soon. But yeah, let's not dwell on my low too much. What are your highs and lows? Mm, I also just want to... Like, I don't think mm-hmm. you need to apologize for the fact that you thought that was your high or, like, that you had a good time. You know, <laughs> I think it's easy for people, maybe even including myself, to, like, hate on <laughs> Valentine's Day. But I think anything, like, we're a big fan of, right? Like, romanticizing your life, taking any little excuse that you can to, to make find the day joy. Special. Yeah, exactly. And if that's, like, a holiday, then, like, why not? It's the same with Christmas, right? People also say, like, that's a commercialized holiday. And it is, like, of you know... But, like, yeah, why exactly. not take it as an excuse to give extra love to the people around you or to yourself or, like, to get, you know, have get dressed up and have a good time or, you know. Obviously, if it if the day makes you feel sad and lonelier than others, then stay away from your phone. Try and, you know, do things that are going to feed your soul more than... Because I do feel like social media was a bit toxic. On oh, the, definitely. On it totally amplifies everyone's experience. Like, yeah, it's, it's not always like that. And I always find, like, if... Not to shit on anyone that does post, but... I think sometimes you actually realize that the people that are enjoying it the most are the people that are actually taking the day to kind of distance from everything else and like all the social media and just get to spend that quality time with the person that they want to spend time with. Yeah. Um, But yeah. So I'm glad you had a really good time on Valentine's Day. It's a day to spread love. What can I say? There was a lot of love in the air. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Very happy for you. Oh my god, Um, thanks, sweetie. Okay, I'm gonna start with my high also just for the fun of it um my so high crazy was... <laughs> so quirky crazy oh, wow. you're so quirky Leah. oh my god i can't believe i'm starting with my high wow also if you notice my accent drifting in this episode i don't know what's been happening to me i think it's because i've been spending so little time with english people but my accent is not fixed this week like it's just going all over the place <laughs> So please excuse that. It's so um, <laughs> Anyways, last week I was in Venice, which was my high. So I spent the whole week from Saturday to Saturday with my boyfriend in Venice. We had an Airbnb for the week and it was just, it was just wonderful. So Love it made me so happy. You. Yeah. I was, and you know how like one of my big struggles, obviously like being present or like really trying to not overthink things and just stay in the moment and I'm proud of myself because I really did that this week and yay that was like my one goal so happy that's so good and also, like I how, posted on Instagram how, I had amazing yeah. pasta oh it looks so good <laughs> how nice is it having an Italian boyfriend and the fact that you get to go see him and like enjoy it I'm really jealous to be honest stop oh my God. I was literally talking about this to like two of my friends that I saw yesterday in the sense that I sometimes like take a step back like for example yeah. when I was at dinner with with like his family and stuff and I just take a look at my life or like us strolling through Venice like holding hands I'm like man 
younger me would be so proud that I have, like, would be so happy for me that I have a freaking Italian <laughs> boy. And I know it's like, you know, whatever, different cultures have different stereotypes and are like fetishized in their own ways. But I do think, like, obviously, Italians yeah. have really this there's a stereotype of them being like it's it's just such a romantic country you know and so passionate it's beautiful so much amazing food so much incredible culture history Mm. art like it's a dream and I just like I and I kind of can't even believe that my boyfriend is a tie I feel very lucky honestly I'm like very aware of it whenever I see him or whenever I speak to him yeah I mean it is insane that you can just take a flight and go to like one of the most beautiful places on it like places that people plan proper holidays and like have to plan in advance to go yeah. and then you just get to I don't know have a really romantic time away it's so cute I'm so jealous <laughs> well I feel like in it's a like good that's way. the thing with like I'm jealous we'll speak about this actually later in this episode about like pros and cons of long distance because I think it's like yeah yeah obviously you know obviously. you'd always rather spend that time with a person but you know might as well take the pros yeah I'm not I'm not jealous about the long distance thing it's more like for me it's not like not to shit on Winchester which is where Ed's from but it's not something like oh my god I'm gonna spend a weekend in Winchester oh my god like the place where you spend a whole year in Winchester oh my god living the dream (laughs) so you just enjoy it enjoy it while you yeah and you know any invitation there I'll be very grateful my god obviously when i move to italy please come visit me anytime i need to meet um (laughs) so my low i'll just touch on very quickly it's basically just i feel like this i think coming from a trip is always a little bit like not in a not in a low but it's just like you know you have to kind of readjust to oh i'm not living the high life on a trip anymore you know and also this weather has been i don't know how it is where you guys live but in like London area where we live, it's been so gray, so rainy, so cold, so dark early. And I feel like it's really like just not helped with my general motivation to do things. Yeah. You know, do things after work or just, I don't know. Especially when you've just come from such a nice, pretty place. It just makes it 10 times harder. Also, I think that's totally normal as well. Like the, a lot of people have post-holiday they need kind of another holiday to prepare themselves to go back to reality (laughs) so I relate funny yeah I'm glad because I came back on a Saturday so I had like a whole day at least to like recuperate on the Sunday um but yeah I'm proud because I forced myself to like leave my house for a walk today I got myself banana bread which was great (laughs) and yeah I like went on a run yesterday morning and I feel like those little things help but like you just force yourself to like leave your house you yeah know? and then you always feel better you, after definitely even if it's a g5 minute walk yeah no i agree definitely also just to touch on the weather thing if you do hear wind and background noise it's because there is literally a wind storm a storm i don't think i feel i feel like i don't need to say wind there's a storm so um <laughs> apologies for that in advance because i was gonna <laughs> <laughs> you don't think what <laughs> They can hear it. Continue speaking. I I was no. done. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say I don't think I've ever heard the word windstorm. Yeah, ignore me, please. <laughs> <laughs> I meant storm. It's just windy outside. That was what I'm trying to say. I'm so right. I'm really so right. It's just so windy. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
we do have how many questions would you say we have we have like seven seven yeah i guess five of them are like proper questions and then the last two are situations that we we're gonna give advice on which i'm really excited for the last ones um but the first question we received so we'd asked people on instagram if they wanted advice on anything um and the first question we got is how early is too early to move in leo what are your thoughts on this i feel like this is going to be really interesting to hear from our different perspectives because me and Kara have both lived with partners yeah and you currently live with your partner Mm -hmm. and i no longer i broke up with why never made this so complicated (laughs) basically i used to live with my (laughs) ex-boyfriend and we broke up after about six or seven months of living together and bear in mind we had at this point been together for like about three years yeah Uh, so i'm very interested to hear your thoughts because obviously you've had a very positive experience with moving in with your partner and i think i had a less positive experience interesting I think my thoughts are Mm -hmm. that I just don't think there's a right timeline for everyone like I don't think you can make a blanket statement and I think it's similar to when do you say I love you when do you have sex for the first time when do you make it official like I think it's very very situation and person dependent and it's just like what feels right because to some people maybe you feel like it feels right to move in after a year or for some people after six months or for some people after five years like and like in my situation when I moved in with my ex after three years that's a solid time to be together with somebody on paper and it would work out you know and it didn't so I think you know you can't just look at the time and be like oh you know if you've been together for xyz years then that's like a safe time to move in I think you really have to just listen to your gut and I'd also be careful to analyze whether you're really doing it for the right reasons and not for like societal pressures because like for example oh this is like the right next step or this is what like I'm supposed to be doing now whether that's at your age whether that's because we've been together xyz years or even like convenience and finance reason because I think those can be super tempting especially like we live in if you live in like a big city to be honest in probably most places you know you can save a lot of rent by living together with your partner because obviously you pretty much need like one room less yeah exactly and um so yeah, I just think like, don't rush the decision. Don't feel pressured into it. And I also want to caveat though, that like nothing is permanent. I think it can feel like such a scary decision to make. And you maybe feel like this is like, a, and obviously it is a massive decision. You shouldn't rush into it, like I said, but you can always exit. You know, like in my situation, I felt pretty trapped, not gonna lie, when I, was living with my ex and I think it just exacerbated the whole situation even more because I was living with him you know and I felt like I couldn't leave because oh my god we have the furniture together and we have signed a lease together but you can always if you are uncomfortable you can always make that decision exactly and um the only last thing that I wanted to say kind of I guess on the flip side of like you know moving in together is just I I think I heard this on a podcast, like, when, when Nana was talking about it, our favorite person, Nana Florence, <laughs> and I really agree with this, in the sense that if you really believe that this person is your person, and that they will stay in your life, 
then you can always move in with them in the future. And even if it's like you move in with them when you're 30 or in however many years, you would still be able to spend like 60 plus years with them, you know? Yeah. But being young, being able to experience living on your own, living with friends, that's something that like you're only able to do right now, you know, in in this way. So I know that for me, that's really important to me that I get to have those experiences now before I move in with my boyfriend in the future. And I think, again, it just depends on like your own priorities. What do you want for your life? And, um, you know, what makes you the mo- what makes you the happiest and disregarding of society and anybody else's expectations, even your boyfriend, yeah. you know, don't let yourself be pressured into something. Definitely. So my my response to this is really similar, to be fair, considering. So just to <laughs> give some context, yeah, Ed and I like at uni, we had different accommodations, but we basically lived with each other like we'd stay at each other's room. Yeah the whole day the whole night we were basically um inseparable and then I moved with his moved in with his parents I've done it like really quickly and then we moved into this apartment yeah so um I said the same exact thing that there's there is no right answer for this different relationships do have different timelines and it's really all based on how that relationship um is developing and the main thing for me is that there shouldn't be any external pressure when it comes to this question if it feels right for Mm. you then go for it if not take your time and something to remember is that you do have all the time in the world exactly what you were saying that there's no there's no immediate rush um yeah and based on my personal experience I would say really try enjoy getting to know like the getting to know the person stage so for example like them picking you up for a date or getting that excitement to see that person and like update them on what you're doing because you've had that separate time away from each other and getting to see them again um and there really is like no rush to get to the too comfortable stage too quickly yeah um and I said this in a in a previous episode that I do miss the whole like getting ready for dates separately and like having um that extra time to spend with each other be extra special um because Mm -hmm. I really do think it can be very easy to lose yourself in a relationship if you do move in too quickly because automatically you're doing everything together and it really makes it harder to plan things whether it's with friends or even just plan any alone time but those things are so important and they can um yeah they're so important and so having that transition period where you're getting into the serious relationship but at the same time you're still having your own time to do your own things it can help maintain those relationships because you don't want to be that person that drops everything for the person that you're with um yeah but at the same time I think no one should tell you it's too early either because at the end of the day it's the, it's a decision between you and your partner and if you're ready to, to take that step and it's important to you then go for it like don't let anyone tell you yeah. it's too early to do something because even though in hindsight now I'm like oh I wish I you know had that excitement whatever I just remember Ed and I in that early stage and we were literally inseparable. Like I, wa- I genu- genuinely wanted to spend all, all my time with him and vice versa. Yeah. And we, we're still like that now. I think it's just how we are as a couple. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like even doing this podcast before, I was like, are you going to be okay two hours without me? And he's like, I'm going to miss you so much. I was like, I'm going to miss you too. But that's just like <laughs> how we are. We, we're that type of couple that genuinely like the way we show our love for each other yeah. is, through that, is through quality time. Exactly. I think it's so relationship and the idea of like what you and I think why you and Ed could move in so confidently 
is because you had basically like a big trial run before of like how is it living together right even if it was like yeah, ideally yeah. you'd like spend nights at different like maybe take turns and staying at each other's places or you stayed at his parents house I mean that was corona so that was like obviously not chosen <laughs> but I think it's kind of a good idea to like test run it you know if you're anyway staying yeah, at each other's 100%. places like every night then maybe it's more of like a natural transition so you'll already get to know what are kind of their habits like how tidy are they you know like all of these little things that so that it's not like a complete shock to the system when you actually move in and maybe you can kind yeah. of just like test drive it before a little bit to see if that's something that you can deal with permanently or even <laughs> obviously with my relationship now because it's long distance we can't do that sort of thing because we don't live in no. in that sort of but you but for example your airbnb week exactly you try to kind of replicate the oh what would ordinary life be like if you were actually living in the same place yeah that's why last week was so special so. is because we had the like we were both working so you know He'd leave for work in the morning. I was working from home. He'd come back. We'd have like so cute. Yeah, we cooked lunch together, dinner together. It was like, what? Like it was lovely. It was. I know that holiday stuff is great, but I almost enjoyed this week the most because it was like, as normal life as we normal. could make it living in Airbnb. Yeah. You know, but. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes you feel like, oh, actually, this is what my future would yeah. probably look like if I do move in with that person. Um. Yeah, so there is no right answer for this, to be honest. Whatever f feels comfortable for you, but also take that time to make the decision and don't rush into it. Like, don't don't go into it blindly because you might not feel ready for it in that moment in time and you might have different priorities and I think, that are important to you. Yeah, I also think listen to your gut instinct, even though maybe it's not what you want to hear because I think even before I moved in with my ex, I think deep down I knew that it probably wasn't going to work out. Yeah, and I remember, I think I even communicated it, like, to you, Cara, right? And, like, to people in my surrounding <laughs> before. I think yeah, my attitude I was, have, like... Um, oh, <laughs> do you want to say it? <laughs> yeah, I, I have... Because, basically, I, I don't know if this is legal. <laughs> I used to record my lectures, um, which we were told not to do, but I did it anyways, because I always... I'm sorry, they spoke so fast, I had to go back. But anyways, <laughs> when I was revising for exams, I noticed that I, I, I forgot to record in that, like, 15-minute... I forgot to stop recording in that 15 minute break that they do um, between like, what was it? A three hour lecture. I don't know. Anyways. Um, and you literally just hear Leo and I talking about whether she should move in with her partner and how she was like feeling really uncertain about it. And it was just like all too soon and she just didn't know what to do. So yeah, you definitely, I need to find it for you so you can Please, like, hear, it'd be so process. interesting. That's like the, the prototype of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> basically is that so funny? maybe we can release it no we can't because that's a bit a bit rude to my well ex. the annoying thing is i don't but the annoying thing is i don't know what lecture it is so <laughs> I, i really don't want to have to listen to a year's worth of <laughs> <laughs> uh, lectures that's so interesting but yeah i remember i think i i knew deep down you know and i think i could have listened to myself a little bit more but that's also because i was you know i was younger and wasn't quite as in tune I think with my emotions which I think is also fine and again like my situation shows you can quote unquote make the wrong decision and it will still turn out for the best you know because I still learned from that experience I don't regret moving in with him because I think it taught me a lot about how you know what living with somebody's actually like or to listen to that gut instinct mm. more or how to set up boundaries and all of this so I think if you do end up moving in with somebody and then it's not the right decision 
don't beat yourself up for it either you know that's not the end of the yeah, world yeah definitely you learned and that's it's to some point that's the whole point of moving in yeah. with someone is to realize if you can make it work so yeah okay sorted love it next question next question <laughs> that somebody asked advice about was feeling insecure in your relationship and I think this is something really common that probably a lot of people experience to like different ways the specific scenario was like a fearing that your partner will stop loving you um which okay I'll, I'll let you answer this one first Cara okay so I think like you said it's very common so I think insecurities do creep up in relationships in many ways and it can be scary you know the saying where everyone says love is scary it is love is freaking scary but I what I would do in a situation like this when I'm feeling insecure um and especially about fearing that your partner will stop loving you is to try pinpoint the source of the 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 insecurity so has your partner actually given you reasons to be insecure or does this come from previous relationships or is it more to do with you rather than the relationship itself once you know what that is that's making you insecure and where the fear um, is coming from, then you can actually tackle it and work on it together because then you can properly communicate it to your partner. So I think the main thing I would do in the situation is speak to my partner about it and be honest with how I'm feeling because there's no point really keeping it in and then kind of showing it in ways that don't make sense. Um, Because especially when it comes to insecurities in relationships, if we don't um, communicate them properly, it can kind of come across as you're probably controlling the person or you're being kind of pessimistic and probably like not appreciating the things that your partner does but if they fully understand why things might make you insecure then your partner can show you through your love language and give you that reassurance that you might be needing Um, and if they make you feel less important as time goes on then you like need to communicate that if they make you feel like you feel like they're not loving you anymore then you need to communicate that maybe the effort in the relationship needs to mean like stay the same it doesn't matter how long you've been in a relationship for um and the main thing as well is to be aware of how your partner's responding are they gaslighting you are they making you feel guilty for opening up if they are then you definitely deserve better um and also i guess to touch on my personal experience Ed and I, when we entered this relationship, it wasn't perfect. I had a lot of trust issues. Um, and I, to be honest, not the proudest of them. I, I was definitely controlling at the beginning of, of the relationship, I'd say. Um, but he knew why, because I he knew my insecurities and he knew the reason I was acting the way that I was doing. And I'm not saying it's, it's right to be controlling because that's not healthy in the relationship. And we definitely had to heal that situation together. But... If he didn't know where it came from, then I I just appear to him as a not a good girlfriend. Yeah. You know? Um. So it was really important for us at least to always be talking about it. Like, oh, why am I feeling this way? Why does the thought of him going clubbing alone with his guy friend scare me? Yeah. You know, there's there was no point in me being like, don't go, or or like not saying anything, but then being like sassy with him. And like, you know, being indirect, there's really no point. It just wastes everyone's time and then you end up having a bigger argument. So definitely transparency and like open communication, I think is so important when it comes to the way you're feeling. Because it's sad to have insecurities, like it stems from your own, you know, things that you need to heal in yourself. So especially if the person that you love understands that, then they can, you know, work with you to make the situation better. I'm just rambling now. 
What do you think, Liam? <laughs> no, I 100% agree. I have, we have to stop uh, having such a similar point of view because it, <laughs> it's very unhelpful for these type of episodes. No, but I think it's, I think it is tricky because I think everybody will bring a different type of insecurity, maybe even a range of different insecurities into your relationship, right? Depending on your own history, your own experiences, and you might have one fear, for example, you know, like with like trust issues or fearing that your partner will stop loving you in this instance. And your partner might have a different fear. Your partner might have the fear of becoming too codependent, you know, and without even realizing if you don't communicate about those fears, you might both be acting in a way to protect yourself and like to almost yeah. make sure that that fear doesn't happen. Like, for example, if you like giving a lot of attention, trying to spend extra time or trying to control them in some sort of way, and then the other person might pull back and because they don't want to, because maybe in the past they've yeah. experienced being too codependent or losing friends through relationship, whatever it is, you know. So again, I think... It basically counters exactly. that. And like you end up causing causing more pain for the other person exactly. by trying to protect yourself because there's no communication at all. Yeah, so I think that's, like you said, yeah. I think that's the main thing is literally just communicating what you're insecure about to your partner and letting them know exactly like, okay, how can they actually help you with this? Because I think it's yeah. all well and good to be like, I am scared of this. But then sometimes maybe the other person, if they have never dealt with this, then they won't know how to respond in a way that will actually make you feel safe and secure. And I've had this as well. Like, yeah. I've done this with Marco. And it was really hard, like, to actually deeply open up and repeatedly have to say... And it did take, like, repeated opening up because, you know, in my specific instance, he's never dealt with, like what sort of my my anxieties are surrounding so he was then like okay like once we talked about it, it was like oh okay so now we've talked about it now it's fine and then I kind of had to bring it up again to be like actually no like you know it's still in the back of my mind kind of just to because yeah, I think definitely. people's brains will also work differently so your partner will probably assume just like you would also assume that your brain will work the same way as theirs does but obviously yeah, every exactly. brain kind of works different so you just kind of, I think, just have to have that conversation, however hard it may be, and, like, also ask them, like, what yeah, can you do? That's, that's, I think, something really important to mention is that we're not underestimating that that conversation is hard. Yeah, because really hard. Especially in a new relationship, you want to appear as this perfect partner mm -hmm. that, you know, is the best possible option, and you want to kind of create that facade that you can handle all, the, all of these things by yourself. And, I mean, I still sometimes like to you know I don't I don't talk about things that much because I'm like I don't want him to be like oh that's another thing that we have to deal with you know mm. but at the end of the day that doesn't bring you closer and it might be scary and yeah we're not denying that but hopefully with the right person it, it will be worth it I feel that's a common thing as well what you said of like yeah feeling like you don't want to be a burden or you don't want to be emotional again or I've experienced that as yeah. well where I felt like oh I don't want to say this because you know you don't want to be that sort of person but you know that like that just comes with the relationship it's the good and the bad and I yeah, think exactly. if your partner doesn't respond well or isn't willing to help you with this repeatedly then that is a big red flag and that is I think some something where you do need to set your own boundaries and you know maybe there is about what you said at the beginning about like assessing where this feeling come from like maybe there is also yeah 
some point where you have to assess, okay, maybe it isn't just me, you know, maybe there is something that my partner is actively doing that is making me feel this way, you know, again, trusting your intuition. And, and the thing, the whole thing I said about gaslighting, I think, like, for some reason, I feel like people don't realize when other people are gaslighting, when it happens to yourself, but when you're seeing another situation happen, you're like, that's clearly not okay. Um, so don't accept shit when you don't like deserve it you don't deserve it if someone's not willing to talk to you about how you're feeling and why you're feeling the way you're feeling and if they say oh really we have to talk about this now like oh just want to have dinner like no that's not the person you need to be with and it's not unrealistic there are people out there yeah that will drop everything just to to help you get through whatever you're feeling so don't don't lower your expectations like there are people out there that will treat you that way yeah I also think like what you said with your relationship and your own issues and for me as well I think time is a big healer like I think I'm still dealing obviously with my own insecurities from my last relationship like I've talked about on the podcast quite a bit but I think that over time (laughs) they'll become easier to deal with and they already have become easier to deal with because kind of the situation and your partner will hopefully prove to you that they're different and that the the situation is different the circumstances are different you are different so your insecurity is unwarranted um and I mean yeah. that's obviously happened in your experience as well Cara right that like over time Ed's proven to you that you know you can trust him and there is nothing for you to yeah, worry exactly. about yeah and I think realizing that insecurities aren't permanent yeah like you can get over an insecurity it's not just because you feel insecure in that moment of time doesn't mean that's how you're gonna feel for the rest of your life or even just... and be patient because you like it will yeah it does take time just be patient and if your partner does stop loving you then you just des- you always deserve it. 100 percent 100 The next question was, how do you maintain a long-distance relationship? Yeah, so I can't really relate to this one. <laughs> <laughs> to, but you have had mm-hmm. spouts of long-distance, though. Yeah, but I always knew that it was te- really temporary. Like, it was just a summer. So, and like in that... Still, and in it was that, like up to three months, wasn't it? Yeah, but in that situation, we kind of knew that we really... At least at the beginning, we couldn't see each other because... We didn't really have money. We were at uni. So it's not like he could yeah. come out to see me um, or vice versa. So, but I think it, it was easier knowing that it was so temporary, like only three months. Whereas I think I'm assuming the situation is more like if your permanent addresses are in different um, places. I think it's a good point, though, about the, the money aspect, because me and Marco talk about this a lot. For anyone who doesn't know yeah. Marco's my boyfriend's name. And <laughs> he's and he's Italian. Oh my god. Have I ever mentioned that before? <laughs> Are you in a long distance relationship? <laughs> god, I'm actually gonna cry. I've become um, one of those people. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Have I told you? No. <laughs> Anyways. Did you go to Venice? Ah. <laughs> 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 Um, anyways, Sorry, what I wanted to say was, we've, we were talking about this that, you know, I think if we'd met like a couple of years before, or even a year before, I don't think we would have been able to make it work because I do think that 
a big part of being able to, or something that really facilitates, I'm not going to say that it doesn't make you work, but something that really makes a long distance relationship easier is if you have the time and financial resources to actually make trips. So the only reason I was able to stay there for a week is because I am able to work from home, you know, and yeah, exactly. and that made it possible. Whereas he, for example, can't work from home, so he had to still go to the office every day and he won't be able to visit me for a week in London, you know. But even the fact that I, that, you know, flights are cheap enough and that I'm able to afford them thankfully like every two months and he as well that is a massive privilege that I don't want to discount also the fact that we both live in Europe you know it's like a two-hour flight I don't even want to compare it to I mean maybe Kari you can share some experiences with from your sister because she's my sister yeah (laughs) do you want to explain your sister's situation yeah sure I also think uh, what is up with long distance relationships being the new thing? It's like a new trendy, <laughs> cute thing. Like everyone is in long distance relationships. It's quite funny. Um, but my, I don't know if she wants me to share too much, but I'm sure she does. It's fine. She is in a long distance relationship with a boy she met um, online, and he lives in Canada and she lives in the UK. So they have like an eight hour time difference. So they just miss each other. Like they have a two hour gap like when he wakes up she can talk to him for two hours or something and then that's it she goes to bed sometimes they miss each other to be fair so they can go like a few days without you know actively talking yeah like back and forth with each other um and they've been with each other for a year now and they've only managed to see each other for i'd say like maximum like 14 days Uh, yeah because they've like he has to take three flights to get here um and she's a full-time PhD student, so she doesn't even get weekends off. Like, she has to be in the lab. So it's quite hard to find time for them to see each other. So for them, it's that is, like, proper long distance. Mm. And they have their own... I'm sure they have their own struggles. Um, but also, they find it so worth it. Because even those 14 days were, like, the best 14 days that they could have ever asked for. So Yeah, exactly. I understand why long-distance relationships are appealing, because you realize how much um, putting so much effort into someone can pay off. Yeah. I Also, for me, I feel like it's not even that like long distance is appealing because I always was like, I never want to get into long distance relationship because I really felt like yeah. I was that classic person who was like, I could never do long distance. Like, it's just not for me. But Yeah, not appealing, but it's, it can be worth it. Yeah, exactly. All that effort into- I just think because... As I think the older you get, or maybe some people realize this when they're a bit younger than I am, I think you realize how rare and special it is to meet a person that you connect with on such an intimate level and like a romantic way. Because I think you can meet a thousand people in your hometown, in your university, in your school that maybe a lot of time you end up dating because of convenience. You know, that's a lot of like school, uni relationships. And, but... And then I think the older I've gotten, I've realized like, oh, actually, when you do meet that special person, like when you've got them, wow, that's really worth fighting for because that does not come around that often. It, it's I think it's extremely rare. So I think that's when long yeah. distance works is when you know that person is worth the effort and when you're like 100% committed and you you totally gave me lady gaga vibes i don't know if you've seen her interview where she says she goes like there could be a thousand people in a room but all you need is that one person no i've never seen it 
it's just the way you said it i was like oh my god lady gaga in the house (laughs) (laughs) i am spiritually connected to lady gaga um (laughs) so i feel like some tips that i have i mean i've only been a long distance relationship for seven months so i only also don't have like extensive advice to share But I feel like what's helpful is like knowing that you have some sort of end date that you're working towards because Mm. I feel like if you both know that you'll never want to move and will never live together in the same country or there's like no willingness then you could even be living in the same country but if you're both not willing to move from your cities then I think it would get super hard and frustrating and even if that like end date is in a couple of years, you know, even like five years in advance, I think just knowing that your relationship has a future that you're working towards is really, really important. And knowing that you're both willing to compromise or to, don't know, sacrifice something or to move to make the relationship work. I think that's really important. And again, like planning trips in advance. For me, even whilst you're seeing each other like when you're in that trip in that weekend trip already make sure that you've that you're planning the next thing or that you already have the next time planned so when you say goodbye you already have something that you're looking forward to and it's not like you're saying goodbye and you have no idea when you're going to see the other person again Mm. I also think you have to be I mean I think that's what it comes down to in most of the things that we'll give advice on on relationships but it's you have to be that extra mile at communicating with the other person because you can't see body language, you can't have any physical touch or any sort of subtle cues, you know, you can't just, like, after an argument, lie together, like, you know, cuddle, anything like that. That, That's taken away. So especially, like, communicating your needs, wants, insecurities like we talked about, you know, you have to be making sure that you're doing that verbally via text via FaceTime and then also making sure that you're like checking in with the other person and again I think every couple will have like different patterns of like how much they want to text or face and like some people might want to do that every single hour and other people might be fine with like just a couple of texts a day and whatever is I think I don't think that will say anything about the quality of the relationship again I think it's just about like how the people feel like they need yeah it needs to work with for both parties in that exactly yeah I just think it's you know you have to make sure that you can like mentally be there with that person and that you kind of for me at least I would want to know what is that person doing that day or like what are they currently dealing with so that you can be there you know yeah and I would also say I think miscommunications can so easily happen via text message in friendships in romantic relationships even more so yeah so I think like always try and have arguments if you have to have them which you know it's better to just have them and get things out of the way as in like to vocalize if you're feeling a certain way versus like stowing it up or being like oh I'm gonna only talk about it when we actually see each other in person you know but I think oh have yeah, that, those, no don't do that no <laughs> but I think have those via video call not messages you know because definitely even video call is worse than doing it in person But, you know, it's still a lot better because I just think messages just misconstrue everything. And you can so easily sound like aggressive or passive aggressive, even though you don't (laughs) want to, you know. Um, So Yeah, whereas on video call, you can easily just be like, that's not what I meant. Don't take it that way. And you like see their face, you know, you like see the... Yeah, you can visibly see how upset that person is in that situation. And you like hear their voice And and everything. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that's really good advice. 
because you should never ever argue on text no it's the just worst. waste time and then you have to oh then you have to jump on a call and be like when i said this i didn't mean it yeah. this just like oh waste of time that's not the point of the argument the point of the argument yeah is blah 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 i've had this like but no i think i've had this really like good. multiple times like even with my ex when we were doing long distance at a time and it's just always afterwards you reflect on it and you're like that was stupid like why did we even talk about it by a text like you know it in the moment as well but like in the moment you're so heated that you want to reply over text but it's just, I think you do just need to step step back and be like, uh-uh, no, no. <laughs> Let me just call. Yeah, no. Or wait till we can call. Yeah. It might be hard, but yeah, definitely be like, no, wait, we need to talk about this in person. Yeah. Um, as in... Uh, sorry, on video call, yeah. not in person. <laughs> and then I think what we touched on earlier, I think try and see the positives where possible. Like, apart from the fact that obviously that person is worth it, also, the fact that it's very special that you have your independence, you know, in a long distance relationship. That's something that I actually kind of enjoy in the sense that when we're not together, I 100% get to focus on my life, my career, my friends, you know, my hobbies. But then when you're together, you get to put 100% effort into just being with that person. You know, you're very rarely going to take that person for granted or take that time that you have for granted, even if it's just a video call because you know how special it is. So I think it's actually, if it's temporary, I think it can be a very like unique but also beautiful situation because you do get to do so much growth on your own. And I think especially if you have certain insecurities, because I think long distance challenges it more, like, especially if you have any sort of trust issues, you know, you'll have to work or even, you know, if you maybe have that issue with like not feeling as loved by somebody or fearing that, you know, you'll have to work extra hard on yourself in a long distance relationship because that person isn't going to be there every step of the way physically to make you feel okay. Especially if it's trust, you know, yeah. you have to really work on that relationship that you have um, with with like trust if it's with the other person, if it's in yourself, all of that. So I almost think it can, I'm hoping, you know, or I'm, I'm presuming that will almost make you stronger for the future because you'll be able to have done so much work during long distance. Mm. And yeah, that's so true. And I feel like if you've done, I mean, I've actually talked to a lot of like my colleagues when I mentioned that I'm in long distance and then like people who are like married with four kids or something will be like, oh, me and my wife did long distance. Like I've had this like multiple times pop up, you know, it's more common than you think. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's actually, yeah, very common that then if you've gone through that sort of experience together, if you've made it work through like a couple of years of long distance, then it's probably a lot harder to separate you afterwards, you know, because... Yeah, there must be a statistic out there that proves us. I'd be interested. I'm sure... I'm sh- Yeah, i definitely Google it after this. Um, I feel like we've touched on this for so long, but also I'm very curious for people that the way they love like their love language mm. is that they like to receive love if it's quality time and like physical touch how can you survive a long distance relationship yeah like i, I don't know what do, how do you like receiving love i feel like we did we've spoken about this before but i don't remember it's definitely words of affirmation but it's also physical touch and quality time for me for sure like i can feel myself yeah like with i feel like friends and partner especially it's like physical touch is very important even if it's just like cuddling or you know just like stroking somebody's hand or arm you know like I feel myself wanting to be physically close to that person and quality time as well I think for me it like so manifests itself in 
different ways as well like even the time that I spend messaging that person because I can be absolutely awful at messaging I am absolutely awful at messaging you know (laughs) and I I was kind of joking to this about my boyfriend literally yesterday because I was like oh you're lucky that I like respond to you every day you know (laughs) I take the time (laughs) (laughs) which is obviously a joke because it'd be a bit bad if I didn't respond to him you know but you know what I mean so it's like I guess also for for physical touch I'm sure there's ways to to still try and stimulate that when you're long distance whether even it's through words it's just being like I wish I could be I don't know holding your hand right now and then you can just kind of like imagine that situation or like I wish I could be rubbing your back I don't know whatever it is because even saying that kind of be I don't know I feel like it can help you create that scenario in your head and at least feel especially on video call you can just be like "Mm, yeah I wish I wish we did that (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly I think you can I think you can try and find things that like in between the two of you that like make yeah the other person feel the most loved um and I think it's cute like you and your sister and um her boyfriend were like planning proper like dates right like FaceTime dates where they did like special like every Saturday they have date nights where they made like they do something different whether it's like they paint each other on call or they um I don't know, like on Valentine's Day, I think they baked bread together. Like she was making bread and he was making bread. That's so cute. Quite sweet, yeah. Yeah. Okay, shall we move on to the next one? Yes, let's do it. I do think this is quite, this question is quite a big one. So I feel like we wouldn't, we, we can't really answer it to the best of our abilities just because it's such a, broad question let me let me see what it is so the the advice they want is how to love or just like being able to love after experiencing trauma so obviously in this scenario we don't really know what trauma that person is going through or what type of relationship they have or how that manifests manifests itself in the relationship um but all i guess what i can say from from this question slash statement is that so trauma does, it can come from many different sources. But in terms of like previous relationship trauma, I know it can be so hard to taking like all the burdens and the lack of trust into a new relationship, whether you like it or not, whatever, all those experiences happen in the past relationship. It's really hard to start like a clean state and like completely ignore everything that happened before. So all I'd say from as little as I know of the trauma that you're experiencing is that be really patient with yourself and realize that healing isn't linear. And I know we are planning on doing a whole episode on this, on how, you know, you can't just heal and then that's it. Um, So just, we'll talk about that in more detail in another episode. But give yourself time to heal and hope that your partner sees you for who you are and accepts you um, and accepts that you uh, you will have insecurities and trauma but patience is the most massive thing. And also just being kind to one another, I think. Um, but I don't really know what more to say for this because I think it is so dependent on what trauma you're experiencing. Because you can have like health trauma by yourself and that can affect how you love in a relationship. You know, there's so many different things. But in general, the main thing is being patient and realizing that healing isn't just a, you know, it's not linear. It's something that you will have high good days and bad days and just being for being there for that other person is so, so, so important. So important. I agree. Again, yeah, we don't, we obviously don't 100% know what this person is going through. 
and we're obviously not licensed therapists or anything I think you know there's but I I agree I feel like the most important thing is just like being kind to yourself and also don't rush into anything because you feel like you should start dating again or should be feeling romantic feelings again you know I think you should also make sure that you're healing on your own as much as possible you know definitely so that you're even able to be like self-aware and sometimes I think the first step is even realizing what your trauma is or like how it's affected you you know because I think sometimes it can happen in the moment and then you think you're fine and then you continue living Mm. your life and you're not even realizing how it's impacted you in your day-to-day life yeah so I think ideally in my opinion before you enter a new relationship you should try and heal and as much as possible for example I think therapy is a big thing you know to if you are in a place where you can seek that out, yeah um and have the opportunity to because trauma is such a big complicated thing where professionals can tell you what the best ways are to heal from it yeah exactly yeah it's it's so good to talk to someone about it yeah and although I mean I think that's that would be my advice of like put yourself first in that situation you know your growth your healing should be your own priority and kind of romantic relationships I think in that sense second but that is to caveat that I think that doesn't mean I think that saying of like oh you have to love yourself before you can love another person or whatever I think that's true to some extent but I do also think you can do a lot of work on yourself when you're in a relationship and a lot of healing that's, yeah I think that's so true yeah because I there's a lot of things I had to learn whilst I was in a relationship yeah. and also you can have trauma like I said from other things so for example going through like a, a big health scare and like having to deal with that trauma that doesn't mean like oh just because I'm dealing with these things doesn't mean I shouldn't I should distance myself from opening up to someone yeah. else because you can you can be able to love someone but still have like your own things that might affect your relationship in little ways but it still does so it's just like but I think if it is love trauma then yeah try like from previous experiences or previous relationships yeah there's no or sexual as well I think that can be yeah really really hard oh, definitely but I think yeah, yeah I think sometimes the right partner can help you overcome and heal from your trauma I think it's just you know throughout it all whether it's with a partner whether it's on your own I think you just have to remember to continue working on yourself because I think it can be the only thing that I think can be easy in a relationship is to lose yourself a little bit or like to deprioritize your own growth because you're so focused on like your relationship and the other person and I think if you are actively trying to overcome something I think it's just important that you're not almost like distracting yourself or you know deprioritizing something that you should be working on in for the for the overall health of the relationship as well you know but I think it can that that's the only thing I think but I think again it just comes down to realizing what it is you need to work on and communicating that to your partner as well so that you can like try and do it together and realizing that you're not going to be a burden for the right person and yes that's yeah that's a yeah, and I guess for whoever wrote this, you know who you are, but we, we're we really sorry that you might be feeling this way and we know it's hard and we're always here to talk. Like, if you ever need someone to talk to, we're always here. Yeah, if you want to um, And we'll try more. help as much yeah. as... Yeah, we'll try help as much as we can, but obviously, again, we're not licensed to help to 
some extent so yes take all of we'll try take best. all of this advice with a pinch of salt because we're 23 24 year olds who already have no clue <laughs> but um all, all we can share is our experiences and how we can try help but that's you know yeah exactly it might not be what you really do need so yeah but yeah let us know if you do want to let us know like the specifics of your situation if you feel comfortable sharing obviously we'd be happy to share our thoughts um with yeah. you and stuff so but yeah definitely the next question the next question which is quite i feel like i'm excited for this question i think it's a cute question <laughs> this is very relevant which, to both of us which leo completely forgot about <laughs> when we were talking like, through these questions British. earlier <laughs> she was like um this is more for me card so I, you should take a step <laughs> i did not say that <laughs> it's my time to shine okay can you please clarify i did not say that no leo just forgot that i spoke arabic so yeah that's really bad i do sincerely apologize it's because car has a british passport and i'm so aware that you're from jordan but i do yeah i do think it just it was just a mind like it was just in that moment that's fine you had a bit of a brain fog (laughs) Because you are very aware of my culture and my... You ask a lot of questions. You're very involved. Yeah. <laughs> and you talk about going to Jordan all the time, so... I'm so dumb. <laughs> Anyways. No, not dumb. <laughs> the question is... Just a little bit. No. <laughs> do you have any advice for bilingual relationships? And in this specific situation, um, she or he said um, they're German and their boyfriend is Aussie slash Brit. Sounds like an interesting combination of Aussie slash Brit. Mm. Um, Very cool. Cara, I'm going to let you answer first. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so my main advice would be to make the effort to learn the other person's language. Doesn't mean you have to be an expert at it, but showing that interest and like initiative to want to try can be so important because it gives your your partner that indication that you do want to know more about their culture and essentially in most scenarios I'm assuming build stronger relationships with them and their family because I think something people that only speak one language don't really fully understand is that actually through language you can have different identities Mm. and like ways that you express yourself and you you learn a lot about someone um through their language and the way they communicate because it is completely different um so it is worth it because you get to see your partner you you just get to know them on a deeper level so i do think it is so important but also be patient um and also make it a cute fun thing you know where you're like trying to do it together and you make jokes out of it like it it can be such a fun thing um but i also think this is easier in in relationships where there is still like one common language like english like if you both of you speak english then you can learn but i can imagine a relationship where both of you like barely speak english or any like any common language that can be really hard yeah but definitely making the effort what would you say leo what would you say i agree i think like openness is like the most important thing like open being open to learning the language the culture and also I think maybe even having those conversations of like where would you both want to live one day you know are you open to living in each other's home countries are you willing to raise kids bilingually like I mean those are big questions but (laughs) I think at some point those also have to be addressed um but yeah I think the like like trying to learn the other person's language even if you do 
have a common language of English. You know, like in this situation, if your boyfriend is speaks English, obviously I'm assuming that probably you would be speaking English in your relationship. Um, but you're German. I think it is important that your boyfriend at least tries to learn German and makes an effort because in my experience, you know, probably not all of your family will speak 100% good English or, you know, and then if he comes into your family environment, that might make things more difficult. And even if maybe you're planning on living in... I'm just so awkward. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, and even if you're planning on living in an English-speaking country, I think it's still important that like he expresses some sort of interest to learn German or to you know yeah and I think also yeah and definitely like what you said is oh do you want to raise your kids bilingual because it can be really important to your partner that your kids are raised knowing that language because it does again give that insight into that culture yeah um and can even if they're not living in the place can make them feel some sort of closeness so for example me I want my kids to speak Arabic yeah because I, I don't want it to like get lost. I don't want them to forget yeah. that yeah because I I mean chances are I'll be living in the UK or like not in Jordan um and if I stay with Ed you know and then he's surrounded by English but my I'm assuming I have a boy oh my god <laughs> <laughs> but assuming that my child is like socializing with you know English people and like not people that speak Arabic and stuff like that I just don't want him to forget where he's from you know you're really having a boy as your first kid aren't you (laughs) I'm definitely having a boy as my first kid um but but also then I don't want it to be where like me and my son have that bond where we speak Arabic and like the father is like this you know I want there to be some involvement in that sense yeah and also can be cute to bond you and your son that way I don't know or your daughter no, my son. <laughs> my son. And again, I think the language <laughs> thing, I mean, I'm literally going through this right now. I think it's definitely like a work in progress. And I think it can even be through, yeah, like fun things of what you were doing, like asking your partner to like teach you a couple of like new words and phrases every day or, you know, even TV shows. I started a TV <laughs> show that was Italian and it actually helped me a yeah, lot. Like just like getting used to the language, like hearing it. I was obviously watching it with, with subtitles. Um, but I think that's a really like fun way that doesn't feel like, oh my God, I've just done, you know, however many hours of work and I'm stressed about this and this, and now I have to do a language course. Yeah, you know? don't make it feel like a chore. It's not a chore. It's something you should be excited to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, can you, can you please post that video that Marco took of you? <laughs> you were like just trying to speak Italian. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, Marco uh, taught me some like Venetian phrases, not even just Italian, like Venetian. Oh, Venetian sorry. Um, yeah. And it's just hilarious because I, you can clearly tell that I have no idea what I'm saying. I'm literally just repeating. And he's just told you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please post it. That is such a cute video. <laughs> I'll post it when we release this episode. No context. Yeah, please do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and there is a lot of like free online courses as well. So I'm doing an Italian one, which to be honest, I have um, taken a couple of weeks break from, which is bad. But then, and my friend who's in a relationship with a guy who, I mean, they both live in London, but his family's from South America. So she's now doing like a weekly Spanish class. And she like, she actually goes in person to the class, which I think is amazing. And this is not about the language. This is more about like the culture. If you've maybe grown up in different places, I think it's really important to like be clear when you're communicating and sometimes like double check if you've actually understood something or if you're on the same page. I had this at the beginning of my relationship because like simple things that you take for granted may differ, like dating rules. Like 
when me and my boyfriend started dating, like in England and even in, in Germany, I think pretty much it's like, oh, you have kind of like a talking phase. And then, you know, when you're just dating, it's kind of fine to also be dating other people until you like have the conversation you define like, oh, you know, you're exclusive, especially in England. And I think in the US as well, it's yeah. like you define like the relationship and you're like, okay, now we stop seeing other people. And um, when I kind of brought it up to, well, like my, then we weren't, you know, my, he wasn't my boyfriend at the time. I was like, I didn't say like, what are we? But it was kind of just like trying to figure out where he was at. And yeah. we've had this conversation now and he was just saying that like from, in his culture, in Italian culture, at least like the way he grew up, it's kind of the situation that if you go on a couple of dates with each other, especially if you're like messaging so much FaceTiming, then like you're not going to be getting with other people, you know, then from the beginning, it's not even, you don't need to have that conversation. You're like in a relationship, you know? And it's good that we had that conversation pretty early on because I could have (laughs) been like going on dates with other people, you know, sleeping, hooking up with other people because in the UK, that would have been completely fair game, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, I think just again good to have even clearer communication than you normally would have to because some of like the common rules that you might think are like common sense aren't and yeah um, exactly even just like simple like conveying simple things that you might want to communicate whether it's like again what we're talking about like even insecurities or something like that you might then like get mad if they like don't act a certain way but maybe actually they just didn't 100% understand what you were trying to communicate. You know, I think if you're speaking a language that's not 100% native to you, sometimes subtleties can get lost because you obviously just like focusing on like the words and the actual meaning behind the words versus like maybe, oh, for example, like if you ask somebody, how are you doing? And they say, you're fine. You know, I'm fine. Maybe in English it's like, oh, they're not actually fine. But if you maybe, it, like, this is just a stupid example, but if you're saying this to somebody no, who's not no, actually English, then maybe they're like, oh, yeah, they're fine. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't realize. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. And and I think it is, like, it's crazy how much difference time can make, though, you know? And I think it's also having that patience again with yourself and with the other person because with the, in my relationship, Marco and I speak English, but at the beginning... Like, his English was... He's going to hate me for saying this, but it wasn't the best. <laughs> like, So we had, like... I wouldn't say patchy communication, but I was genuinely, like, sometime before I actually knew him, you know, like, in these, like, very first two holiday kind of weeks. I was a bit, like... Yeah. I just really found him attractive. I was like, oh, my God, this is such a, <laughs> this is such a cute Italian surfer boy, you know? But I was like, oh, we'd never be able to actually have a conversation, you know, because of the language barrier. And now, look at us, you know, look at us now. Look at you now, <laughs> sending love love messages or essays. <laughs> <laughs> so I just think it's, like, all work in progress, you know? You can you can make Lesson. crazy progress. His English is so good now, yeah. so. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, I've, yeah, I mean, I've spoken to him, so, like, I think he's, am- yeah, he's amazing. And I think I'm, it's just so cute that he's learned a lot. Yeah. It's, like, things like that that you don't... Like, it seems like, oh, it's a common thing that just happened, but you don't really... I feel like from, I'm not saying, like, my perspective, you don't, like, realize the effort that actually yeah. goes into that. And, like, something something definitely to, like, mention and be like, oh, I probably don't say this often, but I am grateful that, you know... Yeah. We can communicate this way and, like... Definitely. 
I feel like even... But you're also learning Italian, so you're definitely, like, putting that effort back in, you know? So it's nice. It's, like, both ways. Yeah. But I do think, like, for example, in your situation, if you're German and your boyfriend uh, speaks English, like, that's his mother tongue. I think it is... Mother tongue. That sounds weird for some reason. I don't know why. Um... But I just think it is worth acknowledging that, like, you are going to be having a relationship in a language that isn't native to you. And that does expend more energy. You know, you're going to be having to spend more mental energy. And I often forget that with Marco. That, like, for me, English now feels like second nature. You know, I don't have to think when I speak. I dream in English, you know, even though I grew up in Germany. Like, I very much am fluent in both. So... I think even I can maybe do a better job of like acknowledging it on a daily basis of like how hard it sometimes must be to be constantly having a relationship in a different language, even if you're getting better at it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so our last few questions are more situational. So we got a really fun funish message um of someone kind of just saying like their situation and they're asking for advice so should i should i read the message yeah okay so it says so i've been talking to this guy since november and we've met because of mutual friends i always found him attractive and kind of cute before we met and when we started talking i realized how nice he was also he clearly has interest in me (laughs) and he actually told me this week that he likes me But as the time passed and I got to know him a bit better, I don't know why, but the sparkle just disappeared. I know it sounds mean, but I just don't have energy to talk to him anymore. And our mutual friends all have the expectations that something will happen between us. This is so week. I know. We actually went out this weekend, my friends, he and I. And he got drunk and said a bunch of things to me, like how much he likes me and all that. And there was a moment that I thought, oh my God, he's gonna kiss me. And he knows that I've never been kissed before. I was low-key freaking out. And after that moment, I realized that <laughs> Thanks somehow... Thanks for this emotion you're putting into reading this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make it... I'm trying to bring it to life, honey. I love it. And after that moment, I realized that somehow, I don't know why, but I just don't get butterflies when I'm with him. Like, I don't feel the way... I don't feel the way the feels towards me. (laughs) I think we bonded as friends since the beginning and that's how I feel now. On the next day, I tried to text him and I politely tried to tell him that we're just friends and that it's, and that it's, and that's it. But he's, he's still like saying how much I mean to him and that he wants to be with me. I like him, but not romantically. So my question is, what do you girls think about all this? Should I maybe give him a chance Because, like, I actually was attracted to him at the beginning. But I don't know why it's changed. Maybe I should give myself more time to think about my feelings. Do-do-do. I don't know what to do. (laughs) I'm so interested. What was your gut instinct reading this? Okay, my honest gut instinct was, it seems like you're liking the attention from him uh, to some extent. And you're liking knowing that, okay, he does like you. And and you're like, oh, I did find him kind of cute. But I think if your gut instinct is like, I just see him as a friend and that like talking to him is so much energy and you just don't want to do it then I don't think there's that much point giving it a chance when at the beginning you already are questioning it um and like I think it'll be a much more complicated situation if you do give him a chance and then like a few months in then you're like ah, no not feeling it because then it's just like more feelings hurt especially when you 
you already know now that he's communicating that he's so into you. Um, and I think it's better to be honest with him now and just say, I'm not feeling, I'd rather be friends with you right now. That's not well, right now. Then he'll be like, oh, maybe in the future. No. Just say, I'd rather be friends yeah. with you. Uh, you uh, I was going to say, you can always say like, I'm not ready to be in a relationship, but just make it clear that that's not. And you never know, you know, you might just be friends with him and then you actually might realize that you eventually become in a in a better place where you feel like you can talk to him more and you want to talk to him more and things can change like just because you say no now doesn't mean no forever but don't tell him that don't be like don't lead him on that's the worst thing you but that's my advice what's your advice yeah i feel like you've answered your own question almost you know yeah, it sounds way- to me like you already know yeah what you do what you need to do and you know how you feel about him you know you kind of said it in your message you said you're you don't feel that spark with him anymore you don't feel like you want to spend the energy talking to him you know you you like him but not romantically I think give yourself permission to listen to what your body and your heart is already telling you you know if you don't have those butterflies you don't want to kiss him you know if the thought of him kissing you doesn't like excite you or make you giddy then that is not the right person for you you know and I just think you don't owe this guy anything even if you liked him at the beginning or especially if like your friends or your friendship group is rooting for you I know that this is so hard and I feel like I've been in a similar situation before because it's even more difficult because it's not just like some random person that you have to like let down and tell them that like you're not interested in them it's like somebody that you actually care about yeah that makes sense I just yeah but I just think you all you can do is like be honest with yourself first and then him like with yourself first realizing like actually do I like him sounds like you don't really you know also don't be too hard on yourself for maybe like letting it go as far as it has gone now because at the end of the day you were still just like trying to yeah figure you're out figuring yourself it out and you did kind of yeah really and you thought he was cute at the beginning like it's not your fault that then you actually met him and got to know him <laughs> and then there wasn't anything romantic yeah. you know one thing like that's yeah one thing to add as yeah. well is because you you say on the text you say um like he wanted to kiss you and you're, you're like i've never been kissed before and, I, and that really like that low-key freaks me out um maybe you're not ready to be physically intimate with someone like don't don't feel this pressure to do because I remember in school like I I kind of liked this attention from this guy and I was just like oh yeah like I I wanted him to stay liking me because I was ready for that like emotional closeness but every time he tried to kiss Mm -hmm. me and stuff I'd like I'd literally run away because I was just not ready to be physically (laughs) intimate in any extent with a guy so like maybe question that like why did that freak you out was it because of because maybe he's not the person you wanted. Are you are you not ready to have your first kiss? And like trust your instincts when it comes to that, because that's important. I like that. Why is that a thing to run away? I've also run away from guys when I was like thirteen. He was so funny. Like physically ran away. <laughs> he was in my house and he was on the staircase and like he was like, Can I kiss you? And I was like, No. And I ran down the stairs. And and he was so pissed at me. He refused to talk to me for like three days. It was so dramatic. It's so funny. I do think, um, obviously I do think, you know, you should properly think it through before you, you know, communicate your feelings to him and stuff like that because obviously you want to like feel sure in what you're saying. But I also think that what gives me a little bit of annoyance in this message is the fact that it sounds like he was like trying to convince you a little bit into oh but you know I really like you like let's give this a shot 
I've been on the receiving end of this, Ugh, and I just think yeah. there is nothing more annoying than, like, a guy or even a, guy a girl. That doesn't take no for an answer. Exactly, and it's almost like they're trying to make you doubt yourself, you know? And it's like, oh, but we'd be so good together, or, like, you know, I really care about you. I've even gotten the thing of, like, nobody's ever going to care about you, like, the way I do. And it's like, this is... I think if somebody says those sort of things, like... They're okay. not really acting from a place of, like, having your best interests at heart, you know? They're no, acting from, like, not at all. a selfish, hurt place of, like, wanting you very badly. So Because they can't take no for an answer. Yeah, exactly. So it's, like, almost, like, Yuck. an ego thing as well versus, like, them actually really having deep feelings for you. So I think this is yeah. also something where, like, I understand that he likes you and he's clearly trying to convince you of it, but it's also kind of giving me some amber to red flags. The fact that, like, he's not just taking a step back and taking you literally telling him that you want to be friends you know he's not just taking that and being like okay I respect that he's like oh but you know let's give this a chance and let's give this a try that gives me the ick a little bit so I think be (laughs) aware that that's not like something super cute and romantic that's also where like he's clearly not really respecting what you're saying so just something to be aware of and I think that Definitely. it doesn't mean that you have to lose this person forever. Like, you know, like, if you tell him this, then maybe, yeah, it'll be a bit awkward or he'll be a bit hurt for a couple of weeks, months, however strong his feelings were. Boys your age will probably be not as mature as you. Never. Never. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. And I just think it's so... I think it's important that you put yourself first and don't give in to, like, I think the f- people's, like, people-pleasing tendencies are so yeah, easy. Yeah, you're you know, going to be in that like, relationship, so do what's best yeah, for you <laughs> exactly and it's really hard but i think you know what you have to do yeah but thanks for sending the Stick question we have fun Yay. answering it right the last please? one oh can you give us an update oh yeah do do give us an update please um, yeah we want to know what happens <laughs> we do okay last one last one should i do you want me to read it again <laughs> yeah go on act it out i had fun okay so the guy i went on a first date with seems to be into me and is a gentleman, but at the same time, he isn't really into a relationship right now, and he might not be in Germany for very much longer. But I had a really good time talking to him, and I'm also thinking of living, living, <laughs> living or so. I don't know. Should I just keep seeing him and see how things go, just enjoying it and not really thinking that it might end? Maybe a strange question to ask after the first date, but when you're not in your twenties anymore, dot 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 wink face. <laughs> <laughs> So I think to explain the situation, this person lives in Germany. The person that she met, clearly she went on a first date with in Germany. And the guy, I'm guessing, is from England. So would be moving to England potentially after. And she's like, oh, you know, I might be living in, in, you know, she's obviously potentially considering living in. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? (laughs) Well, I think if his if he is initially telling you that he's not looking for a relationship right now then (laughs) maybe it's not the best idea to pursue someone that especially if you are looking for a relationship right now because automatically you're on different timelines like he doesn't want anything serious and you seem to be wanting something more serious and like settling down um and i think that doesn't take away from the fact that he might be a really nice guy and really sweet and and all that um but i also think it's not 
the end of the world if you just go on another date with him and get to know him more because you could always just take out like you could always just gain a friend at the end of it i don't think it's the worst thing um especially if you are then moving to london because then you can have if he is there a person um in london but i don't think you should go into it with like hopes that he'd eventually want to settle down and have a long term Mm. relationship because that from what you're saying that's not what he wants no Um, i feel like people are you if you if they say this it's usually the truth yeah then they're not looking for the same thing you're looking for um and and it because also the more you get to know the person the more if especially if he's so nice and such a gentleman you're gonna get attached like whether you like it or not if he's such a nice guy and you're already attracted to him and you're already thinking so far (laughs) far ahead it, it can be a scary place for you to be in because you can you know start what's it called wishful thinking that something might happen when when he's already made it clear to you that that, that's not what he wants but it can be hard because especially if you had such a good time and like he's such a nice guy so i don't know but my main instinct tells me don't pursue it in that sense with hopes that it would end up being something greater than it is in the moment what about you leah me yeah i feel like it really this it's tough because I think it really just depends on like your own mindset with dating and like personal situation. What do you want out of dating yeah, and exactly. the situation? You know, if you know you're in a position where you want a relationship and anything less would be like you just settling, then I don't think go into the situation with false hope that he'll change his mind because 90% he won't. Yeah. But and then I think, you know, you just be almost lying to yourself going into this because you know you want more, but you're kind of not letting yourself have that because, you know, it's kind of probably subconsciously hoping that something else will come out of it. Yeah. However, if if your attitude is kind of like, Oh, you're just you know, you're open at the moment and you kind of are just looking for people to have, spend a good time with, like it doesn't matter, you're not necessarily looking for something serious however long you know your situation might last then I would say you know there's absolutely no harm and just enjoying the time you have dating a handsome nice English guy you know as long as you're aware of the situation because yeah it could be a great situation with somebody that you connect with you never know especially if then you end up moving to London it could be you know somebody that can be like a connection point to meet other people all of this yeah if you if your mindset is is kind of in line where like you are looking for a long-term relationship but you're also okay with just connecting with someone and that experience even if it is short-term is still meaningful to you then that's fine but I think it's the point where you're saying just enjoy it and like try avoid the thought that it might end like you can't do that you need to realize I think it's accepting that it might end and then just enjoying it in the moment that's fine I guess yeah yeah and I think you'd also have to I'd try and ask myself like what would you regret more you know, like not going for it and like seeing how it goes or setting your boundaries now and making sure that you're like prioritizing whatever your value standards, expectations are. I don't think there's a right or wrong, again, like with most of these things, you know, I think it's just like be honest with yourself. Like if you decide to go with the flow and just like go on another date, is it because like if you're truly honest, is it because you subconsciously are having this, are you envisioning this future of like moving to England with him and yeah you know having a, a long-term relationship don't lie to yourself that's the worst thing you can yeah do. or is it because you truly are able to enjoy something with no strings attached 
which you know sometimes that can be exactly the right thing that you want to this do this is so giving sometimes me it can be emily in paris uh, vibes <laughs> <laughs> me too i'm thinking of the english guy yeah because she goes through this struggle as well right because she's like i'm not staying in paris for that long so is it even worth like yeah. seeing where this goes when i know that my life is somewhere else oh. Yeah, but then again, I mean, I'm a, obviously I'm a big advocate of just like going with the flow and, you know, if there's a connection, then I, I think it's worth pursuing it no matter like where you think right now it's going to end up because you literally never know. No, you don't you know, know I but mean, mentally prepare yourself for, yeah, for any outcome. Yeah. Regardless. I think this is, this is something that I was talking about with a couple of like my girlfriends about the fact that I think we as, I don't know if this is a female experience or males experiences as well, but we as females, I think have the tendency <laughs> to go into any sort of date, any sort of, sort of romantic experience, not actually almost liking the person, but kind of already thinking about the potential future that we see with them. <laughs> so I think that's why people like are so willing to look past red flags and stuff because you're like seeing how it would be with them, yeah. you know, a couple of like months or years down the line. Yeah, and you already convince so, yourself, like, oh, they might be like this now, but they, they won't be like this in the future, so it'll be fine. Yeah. Like, justifying I don't know, I just it. think it's almost, almost like without meaning to, you're kind of like looking into the future at like you guys waking up on a Sunday morning and getting bagels and a coffee, you know? <laughs> That's so funny. Do you know what I mean? It can be something yeah. as simple as that, not necessarily like old wedding bells, having kids with them, but it can be like you just yeah I think you and your mind can go romanticize a lot of things before they even happen and look past a lot of the things that they're like actively g not wanting a relationship yeah yeah the last thing I'd say for this is just like don't put pressure on yourself either like have fun yeah life is too short exactly like have fun good connections with people are hard to find so if you do find someone that genuinely makes you laugh and like time with them life's too short go spend time with them I 100% agree. Also, if you're saying, like, you're only going to be staying in Germany for a little while, like, yeah, you don't want to get into a, long, into a long-term relationship either. in Germany right now either, <laughs> do you? Like, maybe this is kind of perfect. Maybe you just enjoy the time you have with him, mentally prepare to go yeah. to England, and then, you know, make your move know easier. Um, so, yeah. Have fun. Have fun. <laughs> that's a, I think that's a good end to our episode. It is. I loved We talked episode. for so much longer I know. than we thought we were. But to be fair, like these topics I love this were... whole thing though. Yeah, exactly. And if you were hanging like the podcast is us hanging out with our friends. So it's not like we would in real life cut the conversation short to fifty minutes, you know? Like this is us being authentic and yeah. like actually just saying what is on our mind. So I think it's fine. And if you did stick yeah. to, to the end of this episode, we do appreciate you. Thanks for sticking. Um <laughs> If you didn't, then... We really do. <laughs> How dare you? We can see the... Ex- by the way, so... <laughs> <laughs> we can see your exact name, your exact address, your phone number, and we will be calling you up. True. No. <laughs> we... We... No. We see nothing. We see nothing. <laughs> what? We can... We have an al- analytics dashboard. What? <laughs> Anyways. Um, Anyways. Anyways. Um, thank you very much for sending in your advice so we get to record on this. I feel like it's so fun, especially like the specific situations. Um, so because obviously it helps. Yeah. Yeah. If it helps having more context because then we can give more like specific advice. So if you have any 
advice questions that like you'd like to send in obviously we're gonna make this more of like a regular occurrence so feel free to just send them to us you're editing (laughs) (laughs) no i i will try to be more active guys i promise (laughs) i promise but yeah love you guys lots i feel like yeah we've been feeling very appreciative for like our little community uh of our podcast recently even more so than i mean we are always appreciative but i feel like that extra bit of gratefulness and just especially seeing all you guys sending things in just yeah makes us extra grateful makes us and happy happy. yes so as always message us if you have any thoughts or maybe you would have given some different advice maybe we can share on our stories if you have some perspectives um because obviously it would probably help those and Mm -hmm. yeah we hope you enjoyed and join us again next week bye guys Bye. 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 Bye.